Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Front Office U podcast. My name is Ryan Carney. I will be hosting today's show. Alongside me hosting today is Ryan Many. Ryan, welcome on to the show. How are you doing today? Doing good, Ryan. Doing good. We got a great guest on here today, and I'm excited to be on here. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, let's just dive right into it, Ryan. Let's get into our guest today, Greg Krug, joining us on today's podcast. Really excited to dive into a lot of uh, Greg's background, you know, working in sports, uh, you know, going back to his time when he was in school at LaSalle, and then uh, even some changes over the last uh, couple of months for Greg and coming up with a, uh, a new transition, which we'll get into over the course of today's podcast. But uh, Greg, welcome onto the show. Super excited to have you on, uh, on Front Office U. Happy holidays around this time of year for for us at uh at recording and uh yeah welcome on to the show yeah thanks guys really appreciate it excited to be on uh, excited to talk about uh kind of my journey through sports and and uh really big fan of, of what you guys are doing yeah, no doubt. Greg, uh, super excited to have him on. Loves helping out other people that have a passion for working in the sports industry. And um, we're really excited to hear a lot of his insights. So uh, Ryan, I'll pass it over to you if you want to kind of dive into, you know, some of the background uh, with uh, with Greg's career to start off. Ryan, so Greg, quick question for you. Your time over at LaSalle kind of started off pretty early, about 10 years ago, and you kind of eventually found your way into accounting. What was that experience like for you in terms of finding LaSalle or trying to select a school during your final years over in high school and then making that transition? Yeah, yeah, awesome question. Uh, I would say a lot of it had to do with uh, playing college baseball. So I, I was kind of looking around. I'm born and raised in Virginia, so I, I did have a few Virginia schools looking at me. But uh, uh, somehow the Northeast schools kind of found me through that. I had looked at St. Joe's, Temple, and then LaSalle. And what really drew me to LaSalle was their uh, kind of four-year BSMBA program. So I would have had the ability to graduate college in three years, and my fourth year was going to be my MBA year. Now, that means that I did not have a lot of open time when I was a college kid uh, doing athletics and, uh, and that four-year program. But uh, I thank my dad now for kind of funneling me down that road uh, so that I could kind of get that all finished up. Uh, awesome program that kind of looped me in. And, and then, yeah, so that's how I kind of got into LaSalle. And, and accounting really kind of comes from my dad. Uh, my dad is an accountant. So uh, he had three sons. Uh, one of them's an engineer, one of them's a biochemist, and the other's an accountant. So he really found his way into, into some good careers. And so I kind of followed my dad's footsteps in that realm. And I love that you brought up that you're a student athlete uh, going into it. So what was what was that experience like for you in terms of just kind of time management and, and dealing with classes uh, as you're on the road or as you're as you're traveling around the country? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy schedule for sure, especially on the baseball side of things. Again, from from kind of February all the way through May, you are on the road and and again not coming from like that huge school program. You were on a bus for for a heck of a lot of hours and and you know traveling down to North Carolina or Florida or wherever. Um, so, so it's just, a, it's a lot of dedication. It's a lot of time management, uh, freshman and sophomore year. I mean, it was, it was lifting, it was classes, it was practice, it was study hall. And finally, after your sophomore year, if you kind of hit a GPA that they were happy with, you could kind of forego the, the study hall and, and, and thank goodness that I did hit that GPA. So I did get my nights back, uh, junior and senior year, but it's a heck of a schedule. And, and honestly, the, the program on top of that schedule, it was a lot. And, you know, when I look back, uh, I didn't play as much summer baseball as a lot of my teammates did um, because I was either going to school and I had to go back to like, you know, be near a community college. I wasn't going to these fun 
college, you know, summer leagues in a sense. I got to play in my hometown uh, league my freshman summer. But after that, it was classes and interning and, and kind of going that. So um, I did realize early on that, you know, some of these guys that, that do go to the next level, they're just unbelievable, honestly. And, and now being in sports, it's truly unbelievable to see the talent level that these guys, uh, these guys produce. And, and you know, I was an okay pitcher. I wouldn't say that uh, I wasn't the best, but I, I got the job done. Um, but it was, it, again, like I said, a lot of time management, a lot of dedication, but I wouldn't have changed anything. I mean, great, great story. Kind of that whole journey of being on the bus, going around, going, going all over throughout the, the East Coast and then kind of finding time for yourself over the summer for internships while others may be doing the, the summer league. So kind of leading into your final years over at LaSalle, what was the kind of transition like for you in terms of the job search and then eventually landing your spot over at KPMG? Yeah. Yeah, I love this question because, again, I, I had no idea what I was doing junior year, right? I, as many kids, I was like, what am I doing with my life? Where am I going? What am I doing? You know, lucky enough, had the, the accounting undergraduate and, and, and KPMG is obviously a huge company that, that hires a ton of interns. So I was lucky enough to get one of those positions, did that summer internship in Philadelphia, you know, enjoyed it, met a lot of really good people, kind of actually met my roommates who I later lived with for like four years during that internship. Um, and it was great again, but I had no idea, right? I was like audit or tax. I really didn't know the difference. So I just decided to pick audit. Um, and, and it just kind of, everything kind of fell into place from there. Um, you know, I ended up getting a full-time offer uh, coming out of that internship. So I, I always look back at two points in my life. One high school, high school in November, when I got to sign my national letter of intent, I was the kid that got to wash my hands and say, I, I know my school. And then senior year of college, I again got to wipe my hands and say I had a job and, you know, I was good to go. And so that's always been me, right? I always just want to be, you know, pre-planned. I want to know what's ahead of me. Um, so, you know, ended up doing that. And then, you know, post finishing out my MBA, I started with KPMG in, in that September and, and spent about two, two and a half years there. Gotcha. And I love that you brought up the whole national signing because it just brought back memories over in high school to see, see my classmates do their signings trip all the schools, both locally and, and nationwide. We had somebody go all the way over to Boston where I was from Washington State. So it was kind of a leap across the country there. But Greg, you've got a lot of stories about kind of that whole transition from being in high school to eventually getting your way to college and then eventually from uh, being at LaSalle over to KPMG. So for, from your initial experiences, what was kind of uh, great things or great skill sets that you learned from your first experiences that then transitioned over to your time over with the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, so I would say, uh, number one, it's just uh, the, the, the degree that I got. I, I, I got an adage from a professor uh, back, back at school, and this is no, no harm to any, any marketing majors at all. This is just the adage that I heard, but it, it, was, it was once said to me that an accountant, a marketing major can never be an accountant, but an accountant can be a marketing major. And, and that has always sat with me forever. And, and I, I see it now so, so clearly. It's just that when you're dealing at the, at the language of business level, right, accounting from the bricks of everything, you can truly be involved in so many different discussions. And so the, the degree that I got at LaSalle, I feel like has always opened doors for me, just that I would, you know, everything revolves around the dollar at the end of the day, right? You're always, you know, businesses are always looking to make money and that's no different in sports, right? Every team is looking to make money. So being able to be in conversations and understand them and then take them to application, 
really was like the number one thing kind of coming out of LaSalle and, and, and even KPMG, right? When I look back at my time at KPMG, I was an auditor. You know, if you love auditing, that's great. I personally did not love auditing uh, of financial statements, but it, it's so important. The process is so important. How, how businesses operate, you know, the professionalism that comes along with working at a KPMG, um, the professionalism of working with clients every single day, those are so key. I, I look back now at my career, those were so key to, to learn and grow from my time at LaSalle, from my time at KPMG, to then how I was able to transition into the Eagles. Um, so that, that's, that's always an interesting story uh, I love to tell. Um, again, spent two years auditing, ended up you know, getting to a Fortune 500 energy company. Uh, and, and, but I always kind of knew this wasn't for me. I, I was like, this is, I'm learning a lot. I love understanding how a business operates, the true heart and soul of financial statements. And I think I can take this stuff with me, but I, I need to go find what I really love. And, and it's always been sports. And I've always been that kid that if you asked me what I wanted to be, I, you know, at first it was always the classic. I want to be the general manager of a baseball team. I was like, oh, that's classic. But as I got more and more further into my life, I was like, you know what? I just, I just want to work in sports, right? I want to be involved in that world. And uh, I ended up calling a mentor of mine. Uh, her name's Penny Grobe. She, she's like my second mom at, at LaSalle because, again, my whole family was from Virginia. So I, I did not get back and forth home to Virginia a ton, especially with the schedule that I was talking about. So she was just always so supportive of me and, and always was helpful. Uh, and I called her and I said, hey, listen, like, I think it's time for me to move on. And I don't know what this process looks like, right? I'm two years into a career. I have no idea what quitting or leaving or finding a new job looks like. And and she was able to just kind of walk me through it. And, and uh, I'll never forget it. She said, is sports still the dream? And I said, I said, it is, right? If I can get there, I'll get there. And uh, lucky enough, two weeks later, she called me back and said, uh, do you want to interview with the Philadelphia Eagles? And I said, obviously, hell yeah, I want to interview with the, with the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and, uh, and the rest is history, right? I went in for that interview. And, and a week or so later, I guess maybe two weeks later, uh, they gave me the job offer. I accepted and my time with the Philadelphia Eagles began. I mean, I'd love to hear it. Kind of the whole transition from your, your mentorship or your, your relationship with Penny Grobe over at LaSalle. And then even just talking about the professionalism that you gained over at KPMG to then having those conversations, having that uh, transfer uh, or transferable skills over from your time at LaSalle with your accounting degree to then kind of go into any business conversation with the idea of, all right, I have a lot of background with the financials and understanding that businesses care about the bottom line at the end of the day. So if I can get in those conversations, I can then lead into conversations more in tune with what I'm interested in, whether that's marketing or the sales um, side of things. Your background with uh, accounting has really proven to be a great way or great uh, uh, first step in, in getting yourself into those conversations. So, But I love that you transitioned it over from your conversation with Penny to then having that opportunity with the Eagles. So I'll pass it off over to Ryan Kearney here to talk about more about your time with the Eagles. Yeah, spot on. Nice, uh, seamless transition uh, for me there, Ryan. Appreciate that. And Greg, yeah, you touched on how Penny Grove over at LaSalle was able to, you know, ask you that big question, you know, is sports still the dream and was able to connect you with the Eagles. So diving into what you were able to take away from your experience, then getting into sports, getting to be able to work for the Eagles and what ways did that both meet and exceed your expectations and what you kind of perceived of, oh, this is what working in sports is going to be like. How are you able to kind of self-fulfill that, you know, void for you and channel that passion you had for sports uh, in combination with the accounting experience? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll start with saying that I was a few months late to the Super Bowl victory. So I, I did not get to engage in, in all the fun uh, Super Bowl celebrations. I got a little bit of it on the back end of, of all that celebration. Um, but but again, it's, it's something about that transferable skills, right? Again, I started my career at the Eagles as an accountant, right? Some would say it was almost a lateral move or, or maybe even like a little bit of a, a downward move from where I was at KPMG and kind of the, the career path I had in front of me there, but I knew I wanted to get in. So it was that, it was that skill, right? I had that hard skill of understanding debits and credits and, and how that relates and then the professionalism to go along with it. So like for the first year of my time with the Eagles, it was just learn the business, right? Sit there and learn it, right? As, as much as you can, take in as much as you can. Sit in meetings, right? Say, I don't wanna, hey, I don't have to say anything. I just wanna hear how you guys are talking, what you guys are talking about. Um, and so, again, understanding the business from the bottom up has always been my kind of mantra, right? The financial statements, budgeting, uh, forecasting, where are we going? What does this season look like? How many, you know, how many December games do we have? How many September games do we have, right? You know, in Philadelphia, we are a tailgate city. What time, how many four o'clock games do we have? And what time are those gates opening up? Like starting to understand that at a very minute level kind of helped me kind of grow my whole mindset around sports and, and, and the important factors that go along with it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome, especially when you consider the fact that you wanted to be proactive and, you know, being a sponge, just absorbing all the information around you, listening in on conversations, finding out more of what it's really like to be involved in, you know, that side of a business, like you said, uh, so many different factors that may not be inherently obvious to someone who just attends the game on a, on a given Sunday, uh, kind of on their own. Uh, and kind of on that note, too, what is kind of that day to day like for you? And what ways is there still kind of that similar traditional nine to five, you know, a accounting job around the role, as well as the fact that, you know, you have game days on a Sunday. So talk about your schedule when you were able to work with the Eagles too. How did that kind of come about uh, in terms of how you were able to kind of, you know, go about, uh, you know, getting your work done? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that classic Monday through Friday was always there. And, and uh, then, then the, the weekends began, right. When the season kicked off, we, we were in gear, right. It's almost like your own, your own game, right. Uh, from the business side of things, right. You had to perform, you had to be at the top of your game. And so that included long, long Sundays, right. I'll never say, I'd never tell anybody that it wasn't long, right. One o'clock game, you're there at 8.00 AM. You might not be leaving until 6.00 PM. Um, and, and it's uh, just a, a plethora of different responsibilities. I guess like the way I say it is next man up, right? Like whatever you can participate in. And, and the one funny thing I'll say is like during COVID, uh, you know, this is a prime example of next man up. Uh, during COVID, we weren't allowed to hire any part-time workers, right? Just because of all the protocol that had to go along with it, but the game still had to happen. So, you know, every person in the organization did something during the game day differently. I got to participate on, on, on the grounds crew. I have never done anything related to grounds crew in my life. Uh, and then I had to be on the field. I, I got to catch field goals during, a, during live NFL games, right? Like, how cool is that? But never in my life when I was going to school did I think I would be able to participate in an NFL game, catching field goals during a COVID season where the stadium is completely empty, right? Like, so it's just, you have to be ready for anything and you have to be ready to just say yes. Like, say, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the guy. I can do that. I will participate somehow, some way. Um, and just helping out where possible, like during training camp, Philadelphia is a really cool place during training camp. We, we let a lot of fans in to watch our practices and it's a whole experience, right? There's retail, there's sponsors, there's, you know, uh, uh, chickies and peach crab fries. Like, I don't know if you guys know that, but like, it's all over. So where can I help? 
you know, do you need help here? Is, is this person coming in? Can I, can I support here? It's just being that next man up kind of mentality. Um, and then the summer hits, right? So the, the, for, for me, it was always fall. There was a nice lull in the spring. And then, then concert season picks up, right? So we're, we're the Philadelphia Eagles uh, kind of own their own stadium, right? So they kind of own their own concert schedule. Um, and, and not even just concerts, but huge events, whatever, CONCACAF soccer, whatever that may be. You're there, right? You have to support those those uh, those extra events too. So you know, on a Saturday when when your friends might be down at the beach, right? You're you're at the stadium, like you're participating in in a three day NCAA lacrosse championship, and that's awesome, right? Some of my fondest memories are from those extra events. I got to watch the Rolling Stones when, which is super cool because. My mom loves the Rolling Stones. I'm like, I thought the Rolling Stones were, were gone and gone and passed. And then they're coming into to, to Lincoln Financial Field to play, right? Army Navy, one of the coolest experiences you could ever do. Long day, right? Super long day. You're there early in the morning. You're there late at night. But just being able to be part of that. And, and again, so the schedule varies, right? It's not that, that regular schedule uh, that many people kind of see on an everyday basis. Yeah, that's really fascinating to hear about. And also the human side, like you said, you know, you're in the summer, it's Eagles off season, but you're still, you know, at the stadium and working and, you know, being able to get experience doing things that, you know, are, are far even away from what you necessarily accepted in the job when it comes to working different concerts or lacrosse events or, um, you know, whatever you may have uh, over the course, working the grounds crew, uh, as you mentioned as well, all really cool experiences for you. So um, as we kind of wrap up on your experience with the Eagles, I just want to reflect a little bit. You mentioned earlier in some influential mentors you had when you were at LaSalle. And of course, you know, the Eagles are, are known for such strong leadership they have, uh, you know, at that level, professional sports, but it uh, doesn't necessarily have to be some of the Eagles. But during your time when you were working there, uh, you know, in the NFL, in an accounting role, who were some of those influential mentors to you that, um, you know, really helped you professionally develop um, while you, you know, were, uh, were working there with the Eagles? Yeah, I would say my, my whole kind of uh, business leadership group, so my CFO, my two vice presidents, my controller, all had amazing influence on me and, and why I did what I did. So kind of one of the things that, that kind of changed my whole trajectory in sports was, was understanding that data and analytics, that wave was coming and, and I didn't want to be on the back end of it. And the support that they were willing to give me uh, to do that was kind of the most unbelievable thing because I look back, I look where I'm at now and I'm just like, thank God they gave me that support. And, and what I mean by that is I ended up having to teach myself Microsoft Power BI and SQL because I wanted to understand kind of some basic computer coding language, some data visualization tools to bring that to the Eagles. Um, and the support was always there, right? The answer was never no. It was always, oh, okay, how can we help you kind of take on that next skill set that you're looking to do? Um, you know, I ended up getting, you know, once I did the course, they, they got me a corporate subscription to Microsoft Power BI. So more tools in the system opened up for me to play with. And, and that gave me the ability to start to create some operational dashboards for the team, uh, the business leadership team, and, and being able to dive deeper into data, right? The, and, and that's kind of where the most influence came. And so finding people like that, where the answer is not no, it's how can I support you? And again, all these people is, is why I do what I do, which is how can I support you? What, what, what can I do to get you into sports or, or get you into whatever passion area, you know, that may be. Um, so I won't narrow it down to one, I would just say the answer was never no. And that's kind of, 
something that is, is, is not found everywhere you're going to go work. And, and that's okay. But when you do find that really truly appreciate when that answer is not always just no, it's how can I support and, and how can I be there? And, and again, without them, I, I don't think I, I find my, my journey here, you know, kind of as we move to the next part of this. Yeah, no doubt about that. Really uh, good to hear about that. You know, good sign for an organization when they are so supportive of, you know, new ideas, uh, like you said there, um, you know, with uh, embracing the new wave of, you know, data and analytics, where a lot of organizations still aren't necessarily there, uh, even at this point in time. So um, it's definitely good to hear that when you do get some of those experiences that do really embrace you for that. So uh, you mentioned you didn't necessarily get there for the Eagles Super Bowl. You weren't the one dressing Jason Kelsey in his mummer's costume for the uh, Super Bowl parade, but uh, you still had that kind of next career journey for you. You, and that's obviously a big part of what we wanted to talk about too. Uh, so I'll pass it over to Ryan to kind of touch on, uh, you know, that transition away from the Eagles as well. Thank you, Ryan. So Greg, you had three years with it, with the Eagles, a lot of experiences and a lot of support from leadership to give you those opportunities to grow and develop. What were some key things or key factors for that transition out of the Eagles to then your experiences to co-founding Launch Young and getting your role with Craft Analytics Group? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's it's all about just kind of, for me, uh, I just I just see, you know, I just see big things for myself, right? I just expect big things for myself. So being able to kind of make that move and continue that career trajectory, that career growth. And, and one of the things that I that was a huge reason was, I wanted to be a leader. And, and I wanted to learn how to lead. And I think that's a key, really important thing, right? I don't think you're just a leader. I think you actually need to learn how to lead. And, and, and that's a really important thing that I wanted to achieve. Because, you don't just wake up one day and say, oh, I can lead an entire team of analysts and, and accomplish this. You know, you don't know what that looks like until you're actually in that position. So part of the reason for the career move was, again, moving into a, a larger role, moving into a leadership role, and then expanding my, my knowledge in sports, right? The NFL is a, a powerhouse, right? They are the juggernaut of sports, right? Uh, you know, I think, what was it? You Google just landed the NFL Sunday ticket. I'm sure that deal is huge. And that, you know, that goes to all the teams. So like, I wanted to see what else, right? Not every team has these large TV rights deals. Not every, or, or not every league has these large TV rights deals. Not every team has such a, a rabid fan base as the, as the Philadelphia Eagles did. All amazing things, but what, what is life like on the other side? And that was kind of something that always kind of piqued my interest. Uh, and part of the reason that I moved that made that move to, to Craft Analytics Group. And, and funny enough, you did bring up Launch Young, which is, a, which is a, a, an awesome piece for me. Yeah, so, so I co-founded a, a financial education business with uh, my two older brothers and, and a few friends of ours. And that all stems from my time uh, with KPMG. I, I thought to myself, how could I audit uh, financial statements when I didn't even know what my own personal financial statements meant and how to save money and how to, you know, gain retirement and, and be ready for all that stuff. And, and so it was a huge passion of mine. I, I spent like probably, you know, the year after KPMG just so focused on my own personal financial life because at the end of the day, we all want to retire, man. Like we all, and we all want to have a heck of a retirement, right? And and I always say it like this, do you want to fly or drive to, to Disney? Like, I want to fly. I don't want to take an 18 hour drive to, to Disney. And like, do you want to stay at the Red Roof Inn or the Four Seasons? Like, I want to stay at the Four Seasons. So like, how do you find those different, you know, unique financial pieces to, to allow you to do that? And, and so, you know, all that stemmed up in, in kind of starting Launch Young, which is a, an online cohort based financial education platform. Um, that, that we that we founded together. So I'm, I'm awesome that you guys found that and, and a really cool tidbit to add in here. 
Yeah, no, I love it. Kind of the whole transition into wanting to gain more leadership experience. Where, where else can I see myself grow and develop and still maybe get back into the Eagles or back into the sports, but in a leadership role uh, to then kind of co-develop and co-found that company with your brothers uh, and a few of your colleagues, uh, which kind of leads into my next question for you is, it's kind of a, a well-known fact about sports industry is that you're in it for the passion and for the experience and not so much for the money. But it, it, with that said, how can uh, young professionals still kind of maintain financial security or build up their financial credit? Yeah, I, I think that's an awesome question. And, and, and my first thing is, is just, you gotta, you gotta have a daily budget, right? You gotta understand where your money's going, right? Money, money comes in and money goes out, but if you have no idea where it's going, you, can, you have no plan in place to kind of understand what that looks like. And, and the second tidbit I always say, and this is so basic, but people don't do it. A good old wants versus needs analysis always opens your eyes to what you should do. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's three levels of each side. A need one, you got to have a roof over your head. You got to have health insurance. You got to have car insurance. You got to have all those key pieces. You know, a, a need two, you got to have food in your stomach. You got to, you know, you got to have a, a bed to sleep on. A need three kind of gets into the more, you know, uh, ancillary stuff. But then when you switch over to that one side, you know, 13 rounds of golf every month is not a, is not a, is not a, it's not a need. It, it's a want for sure, but it's not a need. And so understanding that, right. Understanding where your money goes and understanding what's needed and what's wanted. And, and I'll say this, you know, start early, right. The power of compounding interest. And, and if you guys, anybody listening that does not know what compounding interest is, you have to go look it up. And if it's nothing but a hundred dollars into an investment account, go into the S and P 500, you have no idea what time can do to that. And, and I know that's hard to say right now because the market is all over the place and people don't know if it's going to be a red day or a green day or an orange day or whatever that may be, but just getting in and starting early. And like you said, especially in sports where you don't do it for the money, right? The, the big salary is not going to be there when you start in sports. Um, so yeah, those are, those are a few things I would say for that. Gotcha. I, I wrote these down, kind of building up those daily budgets, having a wants versus needs and kind of understanding for sure. Like, all right, although this seems like a need in my eyes, in reality, it's more of a want. So yeah. kind of, I think writing it down and, and kind of coming face to face with, or right, at the end of the day, what do I need to do to kind of continue myself? But also at the end, of, or in addition to that, how can I grow my income or how can I develop myself to maybe turn those wants into some pretty good needs? And the other thing I'll say is, ancillary income, man. I mean, that's also another way to, to kind of grow wealth. And, and I say that because I am an, I am also an adjunct professor at LaSalle University now these days. Um, and it is, it is, you know, one I love, I love teaching and I love being there for students. It's also an extra income out of mine, right? So like, you know, when, when my wife and I want to go on vacation, yeah, maybe some of the adjunct professor money goes, goes that direction, right? It's not like it's this huge amount of money, but you don't need a huge amount of money. It's just that extra money that can kind of allow for that flexibility. Um, so, so again, that extra gig, uh, whatever it is, can always allow for a ton of extra flexibility in your life. And for me, uh, my wife and I are travel bugs. We, we go all over the place. So allowing to have that extra flexibility uh, uh, lets us kind of travel wherever we want to go. I mean, that's great to hear. And it, and it is a great transition to my next question for you is kind of your time over at LaSalle now from a student to a professor as part of the adjunct fac faculty, how did that develop and where did that kind of story uh, come to be? Yeah, I would say this whole journey has started in like the last 18 months of just, you know, giving, 
giving my time back, right? Like, and, and just understanding how, how can I support folks in, in, in whatever, right? Whether it's like from just a business perspective, from a personal perspective, from a sports perspective. And I just looked back at my time and, and I was so lucky, right? I'm talking about a few of the people that have kind of changed my life and, and put me on this road. And, and I said, I got to be that person. Like I, I have, and I'm a big, I believe this so hard. When you get up to a certain level, you better turn around and put your hand down for the next person. You better. And, and, I, and that's kind of what it all came from. Like I need to get to a position and I need to turn around and put my hand out for the next person to get to that level and the next person to get to that level. So with that being said, I was like, you know what? I, I think I, I one, I, I love mentoring. I love, I love helping out. So I think that um, would be a great connection. And, and so I reached out to my, a few folks at LaSalle and it ended up just being an easy kind of plug-in. So I do managerial accounting, right? Like I don't even do uh, sports stuff currently, but but I, I hope to soon. And just being willing to plug in wherever. Again, next man up, right? Like I remember talking to uh, the the director of uh, accounting for LaSalle and she said, I, I need a, a, a managerial accounting professor. And I'm like, listen, it's been a few years since I've done it, but give me a textbook. I'll get back into it and, and, and I'll help out where I can. I mean, that's great. Kind of always kind of kind of the whole premise of this podcast is paying it forward, always uh, understanding that you have support and appreciating your sport early, your support early on, and then just paying it forward to the next generation of young professionals and leading leaders uh, coming up uh, as we as we kind of continue to progress. So I mean, I love that you brought up kind of your time just reaching out to former colleagues over at the just saying, hey, I understand you guys need somebody over managerial accounting. Let me step up. Let me let me join in and, and see how I can help. And then in addition to that, getting that additional income for yourself and your family as well. Uh, so thank you for your story over kind of that transition from the Eagles to Craft Analytics Group and your time uh, with Launch Young and LaSalle University. I'll pass it over to Ryan to kind of talk about what the future entails for you over at Navigate. Yeah, absolutely. Super excited to dive into this and, and loved hearing that uh, last piece in terms of your kind of transition and, uh, you know, desire for helping out others. Um, really, as Ryan said, that's really kind of what, uh, you know, we're all about here at Front Office U is, you know, helping out other people find their path and, uh, you know, what they want to do uh, for their career. And a big theme as well, Greg, that you've kind of touched on is accepting new challenges and seeking out those new opportunities to uh, continue to have new different things and challenges to kind of overcome. And uh, as Ryan just touched on there, uh, you know, by the time this podcast will be released, uh, you will be started over there at Navigate Transitioning Away from Craft. So uh, I, I kind of first want to just touch on what are some of those new challenges that you're most excited about uh, that will be coming up for you um, here over the next, uh, you know, next little bit in your new adventure at Navigate? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited again. Yeah, so I will be the Senior Director of Client Strategy for, for Navigate Sports Entertainment. Um, and, and I think some of the, the cool challenges I'm excited for is just being, being the tip of the spear, right? Being in a lot of the, 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 the beginning conversations of how to work with clients, whether it's a brand client, a media client, and, and kind of understanding those differences, right? So, so for Navigate, they, they work with brands, they work for media, they work for teams, properties, wherever they can kind of find themselves, um, they're going to be in that conversation. So, so uh, from my experience, it's always been from the team side, right? It's always been from that individual team perspective. So what does a, a, a T-Mobile like to talk about, right? Like an, an understanding out of what the difference is because these big brands, they are involved in sports and it is a huge piece of, of what uh, daily sports looks like. So 
Uh, one being part of those those beginning conversations, those true like, hey, what's you know what's the issue and how can we support? And then understanding the difference between all of the different verticals that that kind of work in sports. And those are two things I'm really excited for as I kind of head into this new 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 chapter. Yeah, no doubt. That's also been a big theme you even touched on going back to your major, you know, choosing accounting because you had a more broad uh, perspective over what you were able to help out with. And that sounds like there's a lot of parallels there uh, and what you'll be able to do with Navigate on a much broader scale, more so than just that, you know, kind of limited team side. So super excited to hear about how that kind of unfolds for you, Greg, uh, you know, over the next couple of months and a really fun preview for a lot of our listeners who may be looking to kind of get in touch with you uh, in terms of what's kind of coming up for you uh, here in 2023. So I'm really excited for all of that and uh, how we like to finish off our podcast, Greg, we've almost made it to the end, but we got to put you on the hot seat first. We end our podcast with what we call our flash Friday segment. So we like having this to give our listeners a little bit better insight into who you are as a person, your personality. Uh, So we got a couple of questions for you first. So I know you're a former baseball player and you touched on how some of your experiences were working concerts in the summer in South Philly at Lincoln Financial Field, but there are some cold games involved as well in a course football and the Eagles have certainly had their fair share of cold games. Can you recall what is the coldest sporting event or any event could be, you know, any event in general, but probably a sporting event uh, that you've attended? What can, can you recall what the coldest event is that you've been to? I would say yes, two events. One, I both with my time with the Philadelphia Eagles, one, I was working, uh, catching field goals at the during this COVID season. And boy, did I just underdress. I was just not prepared to be out there. I think it was like my second or third game doing this. I had like a light rain jacket on. I think it got to like 34 degrees outside. I was ready to run in at halftime and and literally just jump into uh, a bath or a shower or whatever. So that from from a, just a straight cold perspective. And then the stadium series, uh, when it was the Flyers versus the Penguins, it was freezing outside but boy was it a cool event to be a part of um and i stayed out for as long as i possibly could anybody that stayed out there for that entire game they had to have some frost nip or some frostbite whatever you want to call it at the end of that one yeah, I love that. I'm glad that the hockey side of me is really glad that you mentioned a uh, a Flyers Penguins game there yeah. for a uh, a cold event you've been to. So yeah. uh, that that's pretty more on brand than uh, you know just a, a rainy day in uh, in Philly. Uh, so I like hearing that. And then my second question for you in Flash Friday, you've been you know very familiar with the city of Philadelphia at this point, and obviously cheesesteaks take you know a big pride in that city. But I'm not going to limit it to just cheesesteaks. What is the best restaurant in Philadelphia if you had to pick just one? You're not allowed to pick anything else. Don't give me any political answer. What is the best restaurant in Philadelphia, Greg? Wow, 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 wow. Well, uh, while I think about it, I will I will give my cheesesteak. I will give my cheesesteak spot. Delisandro's Chestnut Hill, by far the number one uh, cheesesteak I've had. And so for number one restaurants, I would have to say, that's a great question. <laughs> second. We, we put you on the spot. This yeah, is no, I got it. Home. I got it. There's a place called Mission Takiera in Center City, Philadelphia. It is uh, the best place for tacos and margs. Um, great spot for just a Friday, Saturday out. Uh, I've been there many a times. And whenever I go back now that I'm in Boston, Mission Takiera makes it to the list. And I would say it was it was one of the best ones I've had. Love it. Love it. I'll have to check that out next time I'm in town for an Eagles game uh, to make sure I get me some tacos uh, over there as well. So love that. Ryan, I'll pass it over to you for your Flash Friday questions. 
Thank you, Ryan. So I got two questions for you, Greg. One about your travels and then one about your experience as a baseball pitcher. So my first question for you is through your experiences traveling around the world, what has been your most memorable or your craziest experience that you've had so far? Yeah, that's amazing. I, and I am, like I said, huge travel bug. I think that traveling is, is literally the best education you could ever have in your entire life, understanding different culture, whatever, you know, that that's great. I'll say two. One, I did a uh, camper van trip across the state of Utah to, to see the five national parks um, in Utah with uh, my then fiance. Um, and we stayed in a little tiny camper van, but it was the most like freeing and, and honest experience I've had in a really long time. I mean, you enter those parks out in Utah, the phone goes dead, right? Like, and you're just in a completely different space. And, and so I loved it. And, and, I, and we're actually going out to Seattle in June to do another three national parks in a camper van, uh, North Cascades, Olympic and Mount Rainier. So highly recommend the national parks. And my second one would be, I got married in September and uh, my wife and I went on a honeymoon to Italy for two weeks. And oh my goodness, if you haven't been, you gotta go. The wine, the pasta, the views, it was all just amazing. And, and uh, so those would be the two that are top of mind right now. Yeah, destination honeymoon right there. Just yeah. out in Italy, North Italy, South Italy, uh, so we're we in the did, country. Yeah, we did Rome, Florence, Venice, and Sorrento. So it was uh, two weeks of just pure relaxation. And, and uh, I, both of us deserved it. So I was happy to take it. Oh my gosh. So then your trip over at Utah, kind of de getting disconnected. I think we all yeah. need that sometimes here and there just to get disconnected from the, all the hustle and bustle with your upcoming trip to Seattle. So I, I know a few places after this call, I'll have to, to tell you a few places to check out while you're out there. Uh, but leading into my last question for you, Greg, is as a pitcher, you always dream about kind of being in those big situations. So going back to your time, or if you could go back to like your pitcher days, if you had anybody to pitch against, let's say in the World Series, Game 7, any any venue, where would that venue be and who would you want to pitch for that final out? Wow. So I, I at one point in my career, I did pitch at Citizens Bank Park. I got I, 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 uh, I did three, three outs there, no runs. So I take that to my grave. But if I had to pitch anywhere, it would have to be Wrigley Field. Just the history. I love it. And if I, who I could pitch against, there's two people. One, my oldest brother, because he believed that he was also a baseball player and we never got to play against each other because he's six years older than I am. But I'd love to go head to head with him at one point, both in our prime of our careers. Um, and the second one, you know, for everything he gets, I, I think Derek Jeter, the captain, was, was an amazing baseball player. And uh, I would have loved to go head to head with him just to see if I could get him out. But yeah, those would be the guys. I mean, there you go. There we have it. So Wrigley Field, World Series Game 7. Are you pitching for the opposing team or are you pitching for the Cubs? I'm pitching for the Cubs. I'll take I'll take a Cubs World Series to, 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 to it. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you again for those quick Flash Friday questions, Greg. Really appreciate it. But I'll, I'll pass it right off to Ryan again to wrap things up for us. Yeah, awesome. Uh, it's been a ton of fun, Greg. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for being a good sport with uh, Flash Friday. Loved all those answers there at the end. Uh, looking forward to, as we kind of wrap up here, uh, what would be a good way for someone listening uh, at home to kind of get in contact with you, Greg? Yeah, I would say LinkedIn is the best way for me. I, I think it's an amazing tool. And, and uh, yeah, feel free. The one thing I'll say is I've never 
I've never been told no in my career for just 30 minutes of someone's time. And, and I never say no. So don't, you know, number one thing is to get out there and network and to find people in the industry and, and just pop them a note and say, Hey, would love to just get 30 minutes of your time just to hear about your career and, and things I can do. And again, that's the same way for me. Please feel free to reach out. I'm more than happy to help out. I'm more than happy to take the call um, and support in, in whatever way, way I can. Yeah, no doubt. Great advice from you on that as well, Greg. Definitely a good habit to get in uh, when it comes to reaching out to other people to learn about their careers. I know it can be kind of intimidating at the front or you, you send a couple of messages, don't get any reply back and be discouraging. But uh, Greg is a great person to uh, reach out to. I uh, can definitely attest to that. I uh, really enjoyed getting to know him uh, and uh, and this podcast as well. So thank you everybody for tuning in to uh, Front Office You Definitely re- be sure to reach out uh, to Greg, congratulate him on his new role over at Navigate uh, and hope you guys all have a great start to your 2023. Thanks again, everybody. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye-bye.